you are a Rocky fan, this is a must-see documentary by the greatest Rocky interpreter in the world. My mother, she would say to me, you know, what are you going to do with yourself, Michael? What are you going to do? There's nothing that just hit me that I wanted to do. I wanted to be Rocky. That's what I wanted to be. I, I did try. I had like 25 or 30 jobs. I wake up, I hit the ground running every day of my life. He was becoming better at his fantasy. When you go home at the end of the day, can you live with yourself? Did you do the best that you could? And that's the message I got when I was a kid. Setting ourselves up here is something special, you know, the next thing. Next guest is a uh, very funny gentleman making his debut with us tonight, and he will be performing all next week at the 25th Annual Montreal Comedy Festival. Please welcome Joe Matarese. Please welcome back uh, stand-up comedian Joe Matarese. Please welcome Joe Matarese, everybody. Joe Matarese. Here's a sign you're getting old, and I knew I was getting old. When you go to an empty bar and you go, I love this place. <laughs> Welcome, 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 welcome. Yo, how's everybody in the clubhouse today? You're listening to episode two. We're back from pretender to contender. Oh, man. So much to talk about today, right, Mike? You know, I'll tell you, you did, I just realized something. This is only episode two. All the time and energy we've been putting into this, it feels like this is episode 48. Uh, <laughs> it really does. You're right. You, you know. You know what I mean. It's just. It, it seems like we were going the distance with this uh, podcast. So hopefully it'll it'll uh, pay off for the listeners and viewers, and they will be somewhat entertained. Well, I try. To, I try to keep them happy, and 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 I'll be honest. There's been times, you know, I'm aware of me getting my balls busted for uh, multiple podcasts, multiple podcast ideas, all that stuff. Uh, and there was like, if you, if you think back to all my podcast, the one, you know, that did stick the best was the fixing Joe, the original one that went six years. And right. I did put a lot of time and energy into that. Everything was, I was very anal about how the sound was the intro, the mics I used, uh, everything and uh, and i i can be honest at the top of episode two that all the podcasts in between fixing joe and from pretender to contender mike did not have full effort and and and, and people would say stuff like well didn't you prepare that used to get that they I'm I'm so glad that I have you as a podcast partner because you don't mind preparing because you're overly no. picky of of your performance, right? Uh, agreed, Joe. I, I think when you were telling me your history of podcasting, I thought, well, here's a guy who doesn't give up, whether it didn't work for whatever reason, your podcasts ended. That is irrelevant to me. You keep trying. And so I know what you mean. You could be a bit of an easy target for people to say, come on, Joe, you've got like 37 podcasts. But really, that's the epitome of trying. You're trying to figure it out because clearly you have a love for podcasting. 
you do and you got some great ideas on it so who knows maybe maybe you and i will be a, a good dynamic where it can go but yeah you're right uh, uh preparing uh is very important totally. well uh, yeah and uh when i'll be I, I I noticed from the last episode, like I think a little bit of our top of this episode is going to be critiquing the last episode and what we liked and what we didn't like. Right. Uh, just at the top here. And we have some uh, other great stuff lined up for episode two with an insane amount of preparation. I mean, I think that, I think this has even more prep than episode one, wouldn't you say? Yeah, it, yeah. definitely. Definitely. Uh, but yeah, like I used for anyone out there that ever thinks they want to do a podcast, listen to me. Who's done a lot of different versions of them. Don't think you can just turn the microphones and go and think nobody's going to know. I mean, uh, unless, I mean, I, I, I guess if you're doing one of these crazy round table podcasts that you hear a lot of, where it's just like four comedians and they just go, but I think even those are pretty prepared or, you know, or they prepare and post or something like that. But it, you know, when you're listening to a podcast where there's no prep and they just like, we're going to be hilarious. Like, no, no exactly. No, I not. think I think at the at the least there always should be bullet points. I think whatever you're when you're trying to put together a story of some sort, whether it's on the radio, a movie, a book, a podcast, whatever it is, I think bullet points. Not like for you and I, we wanted to talk a little bit at the top of this podcast what we think uh, we did wrong in last week's episode and really let the viewers or the listeners know what to expect with our podcast. Yeah, I think so. Uh, what, what do you think uh, you did wrong? Cause you were saying how, like, well, I said, you're a little, uh, you were a little critical and like, you're really like, you don't like putting something out there unless it's like perfect. So my entire life, I've never been taken seriously or legitimately. So, except with my Rocky tours. So, I wanted once I got to that level, and I felt, wow, I've really accomplished something. I'm I'm making something of myself now. Whenever I do anything that's remotely um, uh, involving that world, I, uh, I I've got to do it t as best as I possibly can. And I guess I'm too hard on myself sometimes, but. Um, you brought up several great points. So I guess to start, I felt just like I just did, I rambled too much. And I'm really trying to get better with being a little more succinct and cohesive. That's probably one of my biggest gripes. Right. And then we had a discussion and, and the, the hard part is knowing if that's just your own personality being way too critical of yourself and that you're wrong because, yeah. I mean... Come on. I mean, if you watch any documentary of and I watch so many of them during Corona, I feel like I've I, I know so much about so many weird little things now from the documentaries right. I watch. But I watch a lot of celebrities, life story documentaries. They're yeah. always, always too picky about their own stuff. And like, yeah. go, go, you're a huge Springsteen fan, right? Sure. So, I mean, have you heard uh him talk about the album born to run and saw any documentaries on it and how mm -hmm. he, uh, who was I, I Howard Stern interviewed uh who's the the producer of born to run that guy was always on American Idol uh town you might uh, not uh, Mike Iveen Mike I uh, Tony Iveen uh, or Jimmy Iveen Jimmy Iveen 
Jimmy mm-hmm. Iovine tells a story on Howard that uh, he literally comes out, sees Jimmy, and he's holding the cut of the Born to Run, the the, the vinyl, and he just wings it. You knew this? He wings in it pool. in a pool, right? Yeah, well, of course. Yeah, and like it was probably, you know, great, but, you know, it, could, it, it of course, it could get a little better. Everything can get a little better. So it gets hard to know when that you just got to let it go. I mean, that's yeah, everyone right. will say that that's part of it. You know, you, you got to, uh, I think our listeners and our viewers are okay with us not being as great as we might be or as good as we might be. I don't want to sound cocky yeah. in five months or uh, you should keep getting better at this, but you got to right, show them, right. you got to show them, you got to be willing to let them <clears throat> see you uh, suck a little bit, unfortunately. Yeah, I had uh, I had something happen to me a few weeks ago, and I at the, about halfway through last year, I said to myself, "Whatever opportunities come my way, if it's if it's at all feasible for me to do it, I'm going to say yes, no matter how uncomfortable I am with them. I, I'm I'm going to do it. I'm going to look foolish and stupid, and I'm probably going to fail at mostly everything I do, but I'm still going to say yes because over the years." I've let a lot of opportunities go and I, I regret some of the things over the years. So uh, that's why I think some of the things you and I are working on, I've said yes to where I normally wouldn't have and not just necessarily because I didn't have time. So that, that was my hang up. How about you? Uh, I, I don't think you did really anything wrong last time. What do you see it? Um, I think a little bit what you said, which is, uh, you know, the prep can always be uh be more i mean i would even think an athlete would say that like oh you know i uh i didn't think yeah. uh i i didn't prep enough or like you would hear that for boxers you used to always hear it you know like yeah, yeah. they weren't they weren't in the shape that they could have been in and um but i know at the same time that uh i gotta let that go out there and unfortunately if you're one of those fans that was gonna listen once and judge me on episode one how great of a fan you know could you have been if you're gonna bail after one like think about it even the greatest things like you go back and watch the pilot to seinfeld and seinfeld to me seinfeld to me is probably the best sitcom that was ever out you know there's there's a few that are in my top five but seinfeld's definitely i mean every episode has four it has four funny scenes going four funny plots going at the same exact time you watch shows right. now they don't even have one funny plot right right so i mean but you watch the first seinfeld it's not it's not good at all you don't even see yeah. the i mean maybe you see a glimpse so hopefully people can see a glimpse so i i have in my you know i'll, I'll let them know that you know i have i have notes that i so i yeah. can stay on track here but uh, we wanted to talk about what the plans are for the show and how we want to have guests, but you wanted to hold off until we get really comfortable yeah. with each other. So maybe you said three, four episodes in, we'll start yeah. having these pretender to contender type guests. Like, how would you explain those kind of guests? When Johnny Carson had the nobodies on his show, like some lady who like made a candle out of Crayola crayons and sold it for like a hundred dollars and gave it to charity to a woman's shelter or something like Carson used to do that. So I thought, okay, if we're not going to get like well-known people on here, why don't we get someone who matches our title? In other words, someone who 
was or is a pretender, but they have a dream. They have a vision. They have something where they, they want to attain or achieve something, or maybe they're achieving it. Maybe it's not going to be on that super stratus level where it's like crazy, insanely well-known, but it's pretty darn good. And I, I like the way you described it is, is everyday people. I love shows like that where you don't need to, it doesn't, it, you know, it doesn't need to be a famous person for it yeah. to be good, you know, but we do want there to be a strong takeaway. You and I, you know, me being so OCD and anal, I know that when you listen to a podcast, it's good if you're getting something out of it without realizing it. And if it can be funny along the way, that's mm -hmm. great. You know, we want you to slightly hear people's stories or have our stories motivate you to be able to achieve what you really want to achieve. But it, it's got to be funny and fun at the same time. I'm not going to. And it can't be too serious. I, I no, I definitely agree. You know, we're not curing cancer here. OK, we're not. You know, we're we're like, I don't even know if we're rescuing kittens out of a tree at this point, like on the level of seriousness. But what, the one thing I do hope that people would take away is it if they see that it is achievable, any dream is achievable on some level at any point in their life. It, it doesn't matter what, what it is, just some. And as we go on through the, the shows, that, that's the one thing I hope people take away. I mean, oh, okay. You know, I, I always wanted to open up a hot dog cart at the corner store like the courthouse uh, and every, every lawyer in the city comes to my food cart at lunch and they all know me and they get really, you know, I don't know, good service. What something so simple and small, if, if that's your dream, then, then you should go for it. You, you really should. And I, I hope that's something that we can both, um, you know, touch on. <laughs> me too. Me too. Yeah. I don't, I don't yeah. want to make See, it rambling. Like, See, I nope. hate when I ramble. I just ramble sometimes. <laughs> you it were pisses rambling. me off. You were no, rambling. that was ramble. No, I, I always Dude. feel like you, you should cut me off. Like with a baseball bat. It's like when that car hits, um, uh, Dustin Hoffman in, uh, uh what's that show where he's with John Voight. I'm Midnight, walking over here and just Midnight hit me. Cowboy. Yeah. Midnight Cowboy. Yeah. I'm That's a Rizzo. Here. That's just how tell you me, feel Mike, like I should just, just nail you with you a car. Just, just with a fucking car, just hit me and say, Mike, we're doing a podcast here. Okay. Come back down. No, I think I can, I speak for the listeners and the watchers right now. That yeah. we didn't feel that way just then when you were telling us that that was in your own head, uh, but um, uh, like a good, a good. Here's another one. Here's a good way to have people think you're yeah. rambling is to think that you're rambling while you're talking. It's like if a comedian is telling you something that he's insecure about, yeah, and he's like, I don't know if this is gonna even be funny. If I feel that way while I'm delivering it. It's not going to be funny. Like, it's right. weird. Agreed. The crowd knows when you're there and yeah. you're enjoying what you're talking about. So you got to right. you got to not question that in your mind. Everybody knows that. Um, so uh, we we also, you know, I, I, I could switch gears here a little bit because sure. uh, because of uh, what we talked about in the order we wanted to talk about things but i'm, I'm gonna skip to the funny because we said we want to keep it funny and something sure. you and i have been going back and forth with this week was we realized how much different our senses of humor was or were and right. what i think is funny and what you think is funny is completely different than me and uh 
it, it, it it's classic so uh well we do it, link up too we do agree on lots of funny stuff too i mean you know we know stern is funny the show is funny we know seinfeld is funny we definitely put it in our top five so we do have a lot that are similar but <laughs> apparently we got some that are not similar well let's start with the one the one that i was so surprised like you didn't mm -hmm. just think he wasn't funny you just were like i think he stinks and it was like it's someone iconic and it's like yeah. it's like my wife and i have had this argument years ago because her and i don't sync up on music so much and she'll be like i don't like the rolling stones and i'm like there's certain ones where mm -hmm. i go i don't think that's your taste i actually think that you're incorrect like i'm like we're playing i'm playing satisfaction or superstitious by stevie wonder and you tell me that it's not good like you're wrong like you just you have some sort of weird and that's how i felt when and i'm gonna say you you, you were like not a fan of chris rock right. and because uh, i had told you that i just got done uh watching his his new special which he recut from the original special tambourine i guess it was like two years ago and mm -hmm. then he i read all kind of stuff about it because i'm so into that stuff he fired the director because he had this guy, Bo Burham, I think is his name. He's like this comedian who's in his 20s. Right. And he let him direct it. And he thought that he just didn't like the way it came out. And then he realized, I'm going to edit it again and put it out the way I want it. And I thought, wow. And it was a thousand times better. Like it was one of those where it was like he was correct. A thousand he, I see and see and then you saw it and I, right and you were like dude I don't I don't like it at all and I, I I'm suing like, Netflix right now to get my money back for it I mean, it's <laughs> who did you ridiculous. watch it with who did you watch it with oh myself oh you my watched it alone yeah my wife wouldn't she wouldn't she don't like that either she wouldn't she, watch she can't she don't no. watch stand-up with you or no no we watch stand-up but we don't watch it most comedians just aren't all that funny you know what I mean Really? But see, yeah, yeah, but see, you have to understand. <laughs> yeah, I'm a very hard sell. I love to laugh and I love to be lighthearted and goofy. And I think at times I'm funny, but it's rare people can make me laugh. Like Sue will say something funny and she's funny, but I'm like, huh, right. Yeah, that's about as much you'll get out of me. No mm -hmm. one makes me laugh. I that that's just how I am. I'm not a gut laugher. I do gut laugh, but a guy like like Chris Rock, uh, again, you see, it's all subjective. I I just don't think Chris Rock has an ounce of talent or funniness to him. What I do think about Chris Rock is interesting that he is interesting. I don't think he's talented funny wise, but when I see him interviewed, when I hear him talk about life, not on stage, I like listening to him. I do. I just don't care for his act. I can't relate mm. to it. And it's just, it's, he just goes to the race card too much for me. It just, I, I, I don't, and I'm all for Black Lives Matter. I'm I'm all with all that. I'm I'm good with all that. I'm in favor of all that. But I don't know. It's just not my type of comedy. I'm I'm a little different. I have different things that punch my solar plexus that doesn't. It just leaves me in stitches. Well, I mean, I, I get it. Comedy is uh, subjective. You know, right? my wife and I don't all always link up. I do think you might have 
I, you might have made a little not that this was a mistake because sure i yeah. watch i watch comedy alone tons of times but stand up i feel like when you watch it it's a lot more fun to watch with a few people and and when you're laughing out loud like my wife and i had a few drinks we were a little loose when we watched this and she was la- she and she's a tough laugh like she sounds like she's like you a little bit like that and she was laughing out loud which yeah. rarely happens like and we were both like some he hit on so many different things right. that we so related to that i thought were very smart and maybe because i'm a comedian so when i i know when a comedian's at a higher level it's right. obvious to me i'm like this guy i just thought it was it, you know it was blowing away most of the comedy specials that are out there on netflix you watch most of them and you can't watch more than three to five minutes and you got to shut it off and like chris rock i'm like laughing out loud my wife's laughing but you know that doesn't mean it's for you but it's the same with right. comedy movies, right? If you go watch them in a in a theater with a lot of people and they're all cracking right. up, it's it's way more fun. It's an event. Well, see, you know, you can even put this out there like, are you more Jay Leno? Are you more Jimmy Kimmel? I'm a I'm a Jimmy Kimmel guy. I'm a little like um okay, here's a better example. Ricky Gervais. I love Ricky Gervais. He makes me gut laugh. Um um here, a couple guys we had mentioned uh, a few days ago, um, Foster Brooks. Now, I'm sure a lot of people listening right now don't even remember or they don't even know who Foster Brooks was. Well, Foster Brooks was a radio reporter, and he was from Kentucky, I believe. And as he went on to stand-up comedian, he became involved in the Dean Martin roast, the uh, uh, variety roast. And, so, and I loved uh foster brooks nobody played a drunk guy on stage and he was never drunk during the roast he just played a drunk and he was so fantastic if any uh, are listening go to youtube and do a d martin roast foster brooks there he is he's on the screen he's hysterical i mean he, he nobody did it as good as he did in my opinion what do you think um i definitely think you know, I, I love I, I laugh when I watch him do it. Right. Yeah. But when you watch those Dean Martin roasts and this might be another, you know, because I'm a stand up comedian, uh, I see that it's a it's a different style and a different genre than what you see now. You don't yeah. see like Paul better. You don't. I don't know if it's better, though. Sometimes it's just that it like it relates um, different. What am I trying to say? Like, you don't see comedians now doing these characters and stuff like that. I, I think it's really funny. But if you went and saw Foster Brooks do an hour of that, I don't think you could take it. It would be good for five minutes. You're not going to watch a character being drunk for an hour. Joe, that is the greatest thing you said. That's why I don't like most comedians today. Not you. You're incredible, but <laughs> other comedians, that's why I can't watch an hour special. It, 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 they bore the bore me to death. The great thing about the, uh, the, uh, D Martin special is that he had a variety. It was always changing every couple of minutes. Uh, next guy, a guy right. you and I both love Rickles Rickles. I'll, I will watch his specials over and over and over 
as a matter of fact, many times I fast forward to Rickles on the Dean Martin show because I, it still brings tears to my eyes just laughing. I mean, the guy, he, they never cursed. That's what I love about that. They never cursed. These guys today, Chris Rock, he can't do shit without cursing. Right. As I just cursed. But, he but can't. What, that's but, that's but, what he goes to. But what I did notice watching the, because uh, they're all on Netflix. You know, the, no, Amazon. Uh, Amazon. I saw them on, they're not on Netflix? Amazon Prime. I was just oh, watching it this morning. That's where I too. saw them. They're all on Amazon Prime. Like yeah. the whole, like full episodes. You were so used to seeing the commercial and the quick clips. It was really yeah. fun to watch the full episodes. And it's some of the worst editing ever. Like if I could show video yeah. to you guys and, and, and not have my pocket, our podcast taken down off of YouTube, I would, but I can't. Uh, they cut to the same guy laughing over and over with this. Like it's <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if, if D Martin was really obsessive compulsive where he was like, we need 900 cutaways to laughs. Like it was, and it was, <laughs> it was the seventies too. Right. I mean, yeah. the seventies, it was, and, and to your point, it was a very different time to Chris rocks point. He does take a lot of things that he's seen and lived. And that's what comedians do. They take that pain from their life, whether it's Belushi or whether it's, you know, uh, a Kinnison or a, a, another guy that I was a massive fan about was Andrew Dice Clay. Now, Andrew Dice Clay, I think, was so hot and had such a meteoric rise. I mean, he I was a huge fan of Dice. I still am a fan of Dice. Mm -hmm. I just don't know that his he's kind of still the same. Like he hasn't. You know how Bruce Springsteen changes and evolves mm -hmm. over the decades? And, and this is not a slam on Dice because I, I love Dice. I just sometimes I see what he's still doing and I, like I don't laugh as much now as I used to be, be, because I've changed. Well, so I, I think I can tell you why. I mean, why? I think an, it's another one of those a guy doing a character can't is how do you sustain something like that over years and years? Like it had yeah. its it had its moment when it was new. It was unbelievable. Like it was a sensation. Yeah you know yeah but it wasn't if he was really that way and he wasn't like you know and, and and now we start to realize it's weird because he's still in the character i i would love to see him well you see him in movies sometimes just playing regular guys but um it's odd like i've seen him live and i've met yeah, him live cool. i've been in like a conversation with like three or four other comedians outside of the comedy store or yeah. andrew dice clay's holding court I and bet something, he was. It, it, something happens after about 30 minutes, even in a conversation, I was like looking at my watch, like, all right, I got to get out of here. And I couldn't believe it. I'm like, I'm walk. I'm segueing my way out of talking to an icon. Like, yeah, there's I don't know. Right. I, I would have done that one anywhere. I mean, you met Stallone on the street. Would there have ever been a moment where you're like, all right, Sly, I got to get out of here. You would have let him talk for three hours and, and you would have loved it. Right. I would have been standing there. To this moment, starting like three years back when we spoke, I, I just would never have walked away. My, my screen went to blank. Hold on. A Joe, second. we're doing a podcast. You're going to watch the TV now or what? What's going no, on? No, 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 no. It, it shut off. 
Oh, it shut off. Okay. All right. You go ahead and fix it. Anyways. So to me, you know, uh, these guys are, are, were just the ones that were, were absolutely always broke me up. These are the guys that make me just gut laugh. Now I should say, to be fair, uh, you know, female comedians never had the same huge effect on me but i do i do think sarah silverman is funny i do think amy Words. schumer is and uh whitney cummings is another one that i i find kind of funny uh nikki glazier is kind of good i think she's she's uh really talented um but uh for whatever reason the gut laughs always came more for me with i think the grandfathers of of right. comedy which I'd, I'd have to say first would be the three stooges. They, I love that I'm I have sure pictures of all these, like people don't know who the three stooges is. Oh, let me get a picture. So, you know, could, could <laughs> you imagine know. though, there are people that don't know who the three stooges are. And in my opinion, the stooges were probably about 70 years ahead of their time. Here's a, they, here's a, I got a class quick, quick story about the three stooges yeah. with, with my yeah. son. Anyone who has kids can relate. Like it's the one thing that you it, to me it was the first time i enjoyed watching something and laughing at the same time as with my yeah. kid when he was really little the three stooges came on and like it was just mm. universally funny i think it was for boys too like i don't know if my daughter would have laughed at the three stooges as much as a, a little boy right and they're nailing each other and he is ah, like at like three me and too. four years old right so what was classic was like a couple years went by and he was trying to recall what the show was called that we watched. And yeah. he had requested it. <laughs> and he's so little. He called him the Three Stoogies. He goes, oh, really? He, I want to watch the Three Stoogies. I'll never forget that. We're like, what? And he's like, the Three Stoogies. I'm like, oh, <laughs> that's great. Okay. I don't know why that. Uh, I think that was just one of those. stories. That, that's where I felt like you should have hit me with the. uh we gotta have every time we're telling something that we is, that just bombed at the end. We get we get hit by the taxi cab in. Uh, oh, in that's cowboy. funny. No, you know that it, it's interesting how to this day the Stooges will still affect people. Like my wife will walk into the room and I'm I'm gut laughing. That I will cry. I mean, there's so many. I could go on a Stooge rant. I'm not going to. But uh, those guys really did it for me. And at the same time, and this will be my last. Uh, contribution to this conversation. It was uh, Abbott and Costello. Um, I you, think you love all the old school stuff. Did you watch these I with do. your dad? Is there a connection with yeah. you? Is that why? Yeah, my my you dad reminisce. and I. Yeah, I, I do reminisce. My, my dad, my dad is still kicking. Thank God, he's doing very well. But uh, you know, it's it's a it's a throwback um because i don't see my because i live two hours away from my family so i don't see them as much as i would like to so when i watch that it's uh something that really puts me in a, in a great frame of mind and that reminds me when i was a little kid and again i mentioned earlier that you know it came from a great house and uh, lots of love there not a lot of money but there was a lot of love and so when i see abbott and costello it just puts me in the best place in the world. And I love all of their, they've done some shorts. They've done their movies. They've done who's on first, which if anyone has never heard of that, go to YouTube and Google Abbott and Costello, their baseball routine. It's, it's hysterical to this day. And the Susquehanna hack company, look at that one. That's another one that makes me just gut laugh. <laughs> I, most people probably have no idea what the Susquehanna hack company is, but it's pretty goddamn funny. All right. So, you, and I so should you say, 
one last thing I got to say, the office, I, I wasn't going to say anything, but, and we'll save this for another, another episode, but the office is something I'd really love to get into at some point. What's your thought on the office? Um, the British one is way better for me. I love Ricky Gervais. I love him. And, uh, it's amazing. That show is great. Yeah, I'm, it is. I'm it a is. huge Ricky Gervais fan. I just anything, I even when he's serious, I like him. Yeah, I heard him in some sort of. Uh, he was on some podcast recently, and I was watching it. And you know, he's a smart guy. He's fun to listen yeah. to. Yeah, he's uh, brilliant. But back ba- ba- back to what we were saying, because I, I realized because I have a picture of something that made me think of character comedy, right? Oh, Bob Nelson. Yeah. Now. Everybody had loved Bob Nelson when he was on those young, that young, I don't know if he was on more than one, but I remember the one young comedian special with Rodney on HBO with Mm -hmm. Kinnison and he came out and did all these characters, right? And then like he lasted for a little while. He was pretty popular when we were young and then he just faded like completely out. Like you just didn't ever hear from him. Like didn't even see his name even at like local comedy clubs. I, Mm -hmm. I, I think he got very religious. I think oh, okay. I think like he became a religious type comedian. I could be wrong on this. I'm not Googling it, but I remember hearing that. And this is what was weird. When I'm watching the um those roasts on Amazon Prime, mm-hmm. I watched an old one and I'm trying to they were roasting Muhammad Ali, right? Okay. And Charlie Callis comes out. And they introduce right. him as like the uh, the the ranking uh, light or heavyweight champion, <laughs> and he comes out. And I don't have a picture of it, but this is Charlie Callis. He was always known for like making weird, goofy faces, and he was like gotcha. on a million of those shows in the seventies. Right? Sky was Looks like, like a Steve Carell almost in that picture. Yeah, he does, but it's not. And not him, he, yeah. he comes out with the headgear on, just like Bob Nelson from. I'm guessing. Dangerfields was probably that was probably in the early 80s or maybe mid 80s and then those roasts were what in the 70s and he was dude you gotta find if you get a chance anyone watching or listen go watch that on Amazon Prime the episode where they roast Ali and watch him come out and do the punch drunk boxer it's the exact Bob Nelson bit I was like oh my god I don't I'd love to know if Bob Nelson is aware because it's it's fucking dead on with the he does the yeah, same yeah. like stuck voice and I'm like oh my god so wow. that's that's my problem with it, doing a character is like I said they can't go really long because it gets old yeah. and right. there's no test of time to it you know yeah what are you gonna do like even Bob, you could stop doing it like bobcat goldthwait later in his career the voice started to go away he cut his hair short he wasn't bobcat anymore he he went to his full name too right it was just yeah, like and he became Bob a director goldthwait. and then he became a director so it's like it ran its course so if you try to stay right. with something that's a character it's tough it's tough yeah well this is a great segue speaking of tough um how how was your week joe is that i've had an interesting week Did you have a good week uh, you're cracking me up I, I i did have a good week i heard you had a uh i had uh God, i'm gonna give you applause on that oh we missed it we missed uh- it i was trying to applaud you there 
I think it wasn't a very big applause. I think you allowed. That was my mother. She was sitting just in the back. Thanks, mom. Um, all right. Sorry. I just want to see if nice. the effects work. Uh, okay. Nothing annoying about that. So what did you, what did, what did you do this week? What do you want to all share right. with everybody? What, what What's going on in Mike Kunda's world? Well, the funny thing is, is where do that, you live, by the way? What's your town? Can you say it? So I, yeah. Yeah. I live in a little town right outside of Philadelphia it's called Pottstown. Oh, you Pottstown. live in Pottstown. Okay. Off of 422. Yeah. yeah. Right off of 422. That's what I take every morning when I go into Philly to do my tours. Um, and apparently in Pottstown, we have a lot of mice in this city that don't like to hoof it outside in the cold. Now, right. everybody has had a mouse or two in their house. It, it happens. It happened in my house in Scranton. It happened in my house in Camp Hill. So, I mean, it just, it happens everywhere. So, yeah, I, they did away with my old mouse traps that I used to get. I started off saving mouses saving the, the the mice i used to put them in a no-kill trap and this one winter we had about 25 mice one after another not at this house at the old house and i will put them in this live trap and this is when i was working at a paint warehouse i used to work at shura williams uh paint mixing and delivering paint and there was a big field it was about two miles from my house i would put them in a big bucket and i would let them run free in a field from my house and then it got to be a little much so because my wife and I didn't want to kill them. So now it just got to a point. I'm going to sit down mousetraps, break their necks, and it's done. I don't have time because I was getting so busy with my tours. Well, the brand that I used to use, I think it was the, the Bait Catch. I think that was the name of it. It was a dumb name, but it worked. Well, they don't have that anymore. So there's a new brand on the market now, and it's called Catch Master. The Catch Master. And it's 99 cents, and they sell it at giant grocery stores so i noticed that we had two mice or at least one mouse so i set the two traps and i put peanut butter on there set them all up no problem well i come down in the morning and this the mouse ate all the peanut butter and the, it never set the trap off the kill bar never came down i couldn't believe it i was like how the hell so i had this image in my mind of this bodybuilder mouse that's just flipping me off right and mm -hmm. stealing the peanut butter and so i was like okay well how are we gonna fix this so then i started monkeying around with the trap and i realized the balsam wood that the latch is in it's so poorly made you have to have it right under the little yellow flipper that you put the food on if you don't have that just right it locks it into place somehow it just it wedges itself in and that's what i had done so i loosened it up and in the process of losing it i had snapped my own finger twice and i'm not saying it broke my finger i'm saying it didn't tickle so now i'm pretty pissed off at this mouse so I set two traps up and there's a lip in there and I put the cheese on there. I wedge the cheese under the lip and I, there's little aerated holes in this little yellow lever where you place the food. So I squunched, squished it in really hard and I set the trap. And on every commercial break on whatever television show we were watching, I come down to the basement and I would take a look at the traps all night long, up and down, up and down. My, my wife thought I was like nuts or something. So in the morning, there are two dead mice with the cheese in their mouth. The bar finally did get them. But I thought, my God, like, are these mouse getting stronger or was it an inferior product? So now I have 
uh, two traps up, two other traps, different brand, and now we're going to see. So if that gripping story wasn't enough for you to tune in to our podcast from pretender to contender, I mean, that's a mouse that went from pretender to contender, in my opinion. How about you, Joe? How was it, your week? What do you mean? If, but it got killed. How did it? I mean, you killed two mice. Oh, I did. I did. I mean, that it came down. That kill bar came down. I mean, nothing was saving the mouse. I mean, it it, it got it. And I, I just can't deal with it with sending them free. And I mean, it's just it's too much. And how do you know there's no more? I can hear them. We have a, a vaulted ceiling in, in, over the TV room. And so mm -hmm. you can hear them scratching when you're watching TV. If there's a, right. a quiet moment, you can hear the little scratching. And so, so okay, uh, they're back. And I only hear it every couple of months, especially in the colder months. And so I got them. And, you got them. Uh, yeah, now I'm on, I'm on high alert. I'm going to go the Rambo bandana, bandolier, <laughs> Rambo knife. I, they don't have a chance. I'm trying to think when we bought our house, we found a bunch of mouse traps in the attic. Yeah. Like, like all rusted out old ones. Uh, so I'm, I'm guessing there were mice. I I had m a mouse in my old house when I lived in uh, Port Chester, New York. And yeah. uh, I don't know if we ever got, I think he just, it's so funny when you see him. Cause did you, have you ever seen them in like, not like literally walking around in your like house? I have. I have. Because it's, it's like you think you didn't see him for a second. You're like, where did I just what? And then they're exactly. gone. Like they can get in like a pinhole. Yeah. And squeeze yeah, their one, body down. I, I had one that was mentally irregular. This guy, he could not walk straight and he would hug the border of the room. And it was during the summertime. It was only one time I saw it in the summertime. And he was we keep the house very cold. Um our we keep the air going 24-7. It never stops. And I don't know if it was partially frozen, if it couldn't deal with I don't know what it was, but it ran around like it was drunk. It was unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. All right. We we just learned a little bit about Mike, everybody, that he has no problem with killing mice. Is there anything that you would wouldn't kill? If it was like in your house, like what would no. you not kill? Like a squirrel's in. Would you not kill a squirrel? I wouldn't kill a squirrel, but my wife would. She says they're rats with nicer suits. So she she would definitely kill a squirrel. She has no love for them. I have no love for them. The squirrels bit through my Christmas lights outside. Three separate lights. My that's a whole other story. I'm gonna save that one because that's 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 a long, funny story. I feel like um, Italians, it's an Italian thing. We have no love for squirrels. I'm like my wife doesn't have a problem and loves the squirrels, and I'm always like, I want to take fucking trees down because i get acorns that go all over my lawn oh and really the, and then the squirrels just go in and eat them out so i have it looks like everyone's like oh you just aerated your lawn i'm like nah i got fucking squirrels everywhere and this fucking huge oh, trees are hanging over my house they're disruptive oh yeah they're, they're extremely disruptive oh, um yeah. yeah it's uh it's crazy it's crazy <laughs> oh it's crazy it is crazy how about <laughs> Hey, Mike, that's a little better. There you go. That would have made you feel better. Give you one of those. <laughs> Just waving to the audience here. We've got a lot of people. Uh, you got anything else? Did you do anything better this week? <laughs> Man, this crowd in Schenectady is terrible. Jesus. Next week, he's going to talk about his IBS. 
Oh, that's another one. You guys, you want a treat. I'm telling you, the IBS is uncontrollable. I it's can't wait till I'm writing out the uh, description oh. of the podcast and when it says uh, Mike's IBS section, you know, two of the podcast. Uh, I, go ahead. You go ahead, Joe. Tell me about your week. I got to uh, get out of mouse mode. Tell me about mode. your week, everybody. Uh, all right. So... Uh, I'm, I think I'm critiquing this week's podcast while I'm still doing this week's podcast, you know, because I told you I can't not talk yeah. in. I feel like I feel more connected to an audience when I tell them honestly what I'm thinking. Sure. So the first week we were unprepared, right? And not unprepared. We were prepared. But then when you listen, you wished it was more concise, right? Yeah. So now we're really concise. We have like notes in front of us. We have segments already. And you know what happens? It's the same that happens for me when I'm that way with my stand up act. Yeah. Like if I tape myself, right? This right. is comedians out there that are listening. This is this is good. This is good uh, knowledge. Comedians. I used to tape all my sets and I'd have a great ad lib moment. Right. And I'd hear it right. when I would listen to it back and I go, oh, my God, that was hilarious. I got to redo it. And then it doesn't work because it wasn't off the top of my head. It was yeah. planned and that and it, and it was really funny because it just came out of nowhere and it was yeah. good. So it's the same with a podcast. I think you could prepare. But if you're too prepared, you lose the. You know what I mean? Like, you know some of my stories. I know yeah. some of yours. I think we're overplanned this week. I think we go with just bullet points and, and we don't share each other's shit. Because you know the story I'm about to tell you. So imagine, it would be like if the audience knew my act and I knew they knew my act. And now right. they're sitting there and I got to do my act. Like, that makes me not enjoy telling you it. Like, you're not going to enjoy telling me your mouth story if you know that I know your mouth story, even though I didn't so, know it. I just knew yeah. you were, I shouldn't know what you're going to tell me from right. your life. We can't know in advance. That's my well, then we tip. Can't, well, then we can't put the little pictures up that we like. No, we put them in post. That's what I They shouldn't be up in the live feed. You put them in post. Is that a rule? So I don't have to look. So when after. you're telling me the story, I don't need to listen to you telling me this. I don't, I can really listen to your story. I don't have to glance and go, where's the picture that I got to right. put on the screen right now. Everything's in post. Put in the work, folks. You're learning as you're listening to this podcast. That's true. We should true. make this podcast called "How to Podcast." How, I don't, I don't okay. even want to tell the story, but I'll tell it anyway because it's not going to. It feels terrible that I have to tell you this story. I have um, no idea what you're even talking yes, about. Yes, you do. So. You know, I'm going to tell know. how my my wife didn't know about the memes that were going around with Bernie Sanders. There's a meme going around with Bernie Sanders. Exactly. See, the crowd knows what are you talking what about. <laughs> Joe, maybe we're overestimating people's knowledge of this. Maybe no one has heard about these memes. I don't know. See? I haven't seen anything online. See, and now while you're talking, I got to look for the stupid fucking meme, right? That's what's happening. Bernie's gloves picture. This meme was everywhere, right? There's a double Bernie? version of it. The Bernie meme. Everybody was dropping this picture in. Oh, My wife okay. didn't know. My wife didn't know. Right. And one of her friends posted something on Facebook with them from when they were young. Now I got to find this. And uh, and and my wife had no idea. And she said in the she wrote 
this is them. They went to my wife went to Georgetown in D.C. and those are all her Georgetown friends. And this girl reposted an old picture. Okay. And my wife writes underneath it. Uh, who's that guy in the background and why is he wearing a mask all the way back then when we were in college? Right. That's what she says. And I go, oh, my God. But she's smart enough that she caught it like 30 minutes later. I think she saw on the news or on like Twitter or something. I don't know where she saw it. And she was like, oh, my God, I got to go erase my comment. I'm like, (laughs) just your friend's Facebook. But she she she's so anal about looking dumb that she erased it. So uh, there were so many that went around. Right. And you had the one. I'll save it because you said this is something that makes you laugh. So we'll, we'll get your sense of humor. Um, I don't know. So the, the grand, I don't know what, why that would be funny. Someone just put him in the middle of grand central. I mean, I guess that's supposed to be funny. Like that. He could just sit there I in guess. the middle of the chaos. Sure. I, I really, guess. What's that called when you don't make something the right size to fit like a imposed superimposed. No, you know, like um, something to scale. Yeah. They didn't put him to yeah. look how much smaller what, he looks like. He's flying bad. Well, maybe picture. it's a new horror movie. Maybe maybe he's like the incredible giant man or something. Well, that's what this one was. I guess he's like a superhero here. That's you're a big you're you watch superhero movies. I hate superhero movies. I I appreciate them. I won't say I love or hate them. I I take them for what they are. Who's who's this? Deadpool. 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 Okay, I didn't see Deadpool. Was it good? I didn't particularly care for that or the second one. I watched them just. Not my style. And I like Ryan Reynolds. I just don't overly care for that. Well, I like this one. <laughs> uh, this is him, I guess. Uh, I'm trying Buffalo. to get the one. Bernie waiting for the next truck to hit the bridge. Is, is there? Is that an inside joke? I know a truck hit a bridge in Scranton, my hometown, uh, a couple years ago, and it closed down a major route for right. like a year. Is that? I, I'm trying to see if that's a famous low bridge that a truck hit. I don't know. I love when people hit low bridges. It's great. My wife did that to show you how great a, my wife's mom is really intelligent, too. They're both super intelligent. My wife yeah. with a Ph.D. Mm-hmm. They are moving furniture that was uh, like in the family from uh, New York to St. Louis, where my wife grew up. And they have a U-Haul and they pull right up to the hotel where they were supposed to stay. And the U-Haul got jammed in to the overhead. And they just went, oh, shit. <laughs> and they reversed it out and just went to a different hotel. <laughs> Life happens. Everybody was okay, though, right? Nobody, nobody got hurt, right? No one got hurt. Ah, but good. I love people that that don't that think they're going to clear. I, I love when people drive on uh, <clears throat> parkways when you with a truck and you're not supposed to be and cops pull them over. I love that shit. That's classic. I love um, when people fall on ice or they're driving down the road and somebody takes a paint gun and they hit them with paint pellets and they fall off a bike and they start cursing, you know, that that's yeah, that, funny to that, me. That was the other thing that you sent me. You sent me a guy on a skateboard hitting a rock and falling off. Oh. And you said, this is funny to me. Oh, have you ever seen the one with uh, the guy on what's the, the hoverboard with the two wheels you stand and you use your toes and your heels to move yourself. Oh, ho- a, a hoverboard. Yeah, hoverboard. So there was a guy dressed up as a Darth Vader, and they came out to the Imperial March. Dun, 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 dun. Okay, so and Darth Vader's going through his living room, and it's a great Vader costume. And he hits the corner of the of the wall, and he just goes flying. And when he lands, you hear him go. Ugh! Or have you seen Mike Tyson on a hoverboard? 
I'm in tears. I could just think about it now will make me laugh. See, Mike I could, Tyson. I could play those on the podcast. That's not copywritten like some right. guy That's making on YouTube. a home video. Yeah, it's That's on, on YouTube. YouTube. That, that doesn't mean the, it's not copywritten. Things on YouTube doesn't mean you can play them because it could be somebody owns it and they put it on you. You know, if that guy wanted to hold thing. a claim against us, he could probably. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, uh, you know, it, if anybody's listening, watch Mike Tyson or Darth Vader on a hoverboard. It's worth it. That's I'll, what makes me laugh hard. I'll add, I'll add it. I'll add it in post, Mike, because that's what add I do. In post. That's what I do, that's man. That's what you do. I, I add in post. So, uh, yeah, so this was the one that you thought was hilarious. This is the show, yeah. Mike. This is the show, Mike's sense of humor. He likes physical. We're learning. This is like, that's your favorite meme out of all of them. I That's love incredible. the way they made his feet on, just, on the bottom of Bernie there. That's pretty good. It's inc- it's just imagine Bernie doing this with Cy. I mean, <laughs> Gangnam style. I mean, I, 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 don't what more you do think, you? What do you need more in life? What I don't know what else we need than that. That's it. Well, there's probably we there's probably a YouTube video somewhere where someone took this guy. There's always the guy that makes the picture, and then someone right. goes, fuck you, I'll make the whole video, and they'll stick his head on the Gangnam Style video, and they'll just do it. Right? Joe, honestly... Body. That's out yeah. there already, I guarantee it. But maybe it might be time for news around the world with our new news anchor. I love you it. Me, you want me to go see if I can find him? Yeah, you want to go look for him? Uh, let me go look for him, and then um, you can uh, uh, maybe get that ready, and um, we'll be right back. Okay, folks, we'll be right back. We're going to be doing a little uh, a little news segment for you guys, something a little different. Keep you guys up to date what's going on in the world, and we have a uh, we have a special correspondent. That's right. right. After this, we we'll right keep back. punching. Keep punching. You're watching this week's world news. With Rocky Balboa. He's not here yet, but he'll be here in a second, folks. Oh, there he is! Sly himself. Okay. Hey. I love it. I like the new shirt, Sly. Was that from? Is that, a, is that the Rocky Three shirt? What are we doing in this place here? Yo. <laughs> Yo, are we ready? Are we on? Are we live? Yeah, real quick before you get to the note, where'd you get that sweatshirt? Yo, this sweatshirt, this is an original from 1985. Rocky Four. I'm trying to remember where I saw you wearing that in Rocky Four. Where were you doing? What, Yo, what was I, was the a wash, I was washing the Lamborghini, had a Ferrari, I had that Perroba. Remember that Perroba? Used to follow me all over with the phone. Yeah, how you did, doing, Rock? Did he have a name? Yeah, it was Seco the Robot, you know, but it was like my pet robot. And then, like, Paulie ended up marrying it, which was a very weird thing. But, oh, Paulie's a weird guy. Very weird guy. He was my best friend, but he wasn't that friendly, you know? Yeah. He was like a crazy brother to you, right? It was like a crazy brother to me, you know that? <laughs> hey, you know, you know, this uh, pretender to contender is a great place for me to do something that's always been like a dream of mine. Now, I know a lot of people might not know this, but. I always wanted to be a newscaster, but I weren't really one to turn a page. You know what I mean? It got a little complicated with all those syllables. So, you know, this might be something interesting. So I was thinking as long as you'll have me, I could tell you about some facts that nobody really needs to know about what's going on in the world. You want to hear some things? Sure. What do you got? Uh, What's going on? 
<laughs> First of all, there's this guy called Tom Brady. Apparently, he's still punching. <laughs> this guy, depending on what happens in the the game today, because, you know, this is going to be kind of recorded a little like before the game. So if Brady's around or ain't around, it don't matter because this guy is so good. I don't like to give him a lot of credit, even though he's like older like I am. The thing is, the Philadelphia Eagles beat Brady, the New England Patriots, like really nicely, you know. So it's like a great thing for us. So I can't give the guy too much credit. What I can say is he can still throw a ball pretty good. I saw him last week. He was looking a little slow. He may need to start chasing chickens or punching frozen beef because he's got to bring up his game this week. Okay, <laughs> let's go to the new presidential election. Now, we had one of these, and we got a new guy in charge, so, you know, good luck to him and everybody he's bringing him. But the thing about... Sorry, <laughs> too soon? Too well, maybe. <laughs> maybe too soon. So the thing I just want to say about this is Roman numerals. I'm kind of glad they don't rank presidents with the roman numeral system because i never got it with the x and the l's and the i's i never understood all that well then again i'm not really like a number guy to begin with but you think i would be because you know like the rocky movies are like all roman numerals you know one through 37 so i was like i think i would get better at these things oh uh, something i want to <laughs> thank you <laughs> joe what's your thoughts on the Roman numeral system. Like, didn't it seem a little too complicated like a couple thousand years ago? Uh, well, I, I, you know, I might have your brain a little bit, a little bit relaxed. Uh, so relaxed. I gotta be honest. I don't, uh, anything like I know X and V and I, but like, like sometimes if it gets too high, like, I don't know what Super Bowl we're at right now. What Super do you, I have, do you have any idea what the next Super Bowl is? Is it, uh, I don't know if we're in the forties or fifties. I have no idea. I'm a bad fan. No, I think it's Super Bowl like 77. I think that's about no. right. Maybe. No. Oh, Joe, I'm getting a note here from the producer. Uh, the producer saying I should explain one thing I forgot about this shirt. So I don't scare people. This makes me look like an Italian power ranger superhero. So this really is, is just a, a throwback to our Italian heritage. So I just want to be clear. I'm not a superhero. This is not my costume. Just <laughs> that out. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Okay, so apparently Thailand uh, has a royal family. Are you familiar with this? I did there not is know a, this. There's a king in Thailand. I didn't know this. So the funny thing here is that somebody was at a fashion show, a fashion show, and it was a COVID fashion show, and the models were wearing crop tops. And somebody was making fun with something written on the crop top and the king didn't like that so they're jailing like 50 or 60 people that were at this show so the lesson here is if you go to thailand don't make fun of the king okay they don't like that very much <laughs> that's a true story that ain't even made up it sounds made up doesn't it quiet numbskulls i'm broadcasting <laughs> you see that's what i call class okay fuck you asshole Wow. Arnold, 
So, women weaken legs. Apparently, my head has been soaking in ice, so I'm going to go back and soak it in ice, and we're going to see if we can get a little better news next week, okay? <laughs> it's been very nice to see Uh-oh. you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> Just... Just wait till we bring Rambo in here and we start to Rambo the news. Oh, I can't wait for Rambo news, dude. Or Rocky. Yeah. Your Rocky 4 news. We're going to do Rocky 2 news next week. We may do Rocky 2 news. So, you know, here we have a little bit of trivia. If you can tell me what this pink sweater over my shoulder is. You see that? Why is that here in my Rocky room? Why is that important, and who wore that? If you can tell me the answer, you're going to win yourself a brand-new Mercedes. Joe's going to take care of that uh, and just see him for that. So, Yeah, call it on the voicemail, 951-298-9899. If you know the answer to that, we will, uh, we will send you a, a gift, a parting gift. I promise. Absolutely. We got a, a bunch of things to send you in. So, you know, let us know uh, how bad you think this little skit sucked. I mean, it was good. <laughs> and we will continue to do some more. So until then, Joe, maybe you could play us out and uh, I'll go find the other guy that was sitting right here. That was. <laughs> Keep punching news. There it was. We're going to have to play that song twice. Keep punching Rocky Balboa. Yes, it was Rocky. We'll bring you right back. And we are back. Hey. Dude, that guy was great. Was it good? Did I miss anything? How was it? What, what was that? Where, where'd you find that guy? A Rocky Four news guy? So here's a guy um, who should probably be on medication, but isn't. And uh, he was walking around the back. Rocky, what are you doing here? Come on in. Oddly enough, he was somewhat prepared. There you go. <laughs> and 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 just a side note, there when Mike and I were trying to put podcast titles together, one of mine that you shot down was called Normally Weird. That's what I said that's a good title. Normally I love that weird. title. We should have a section on the show that's just called Normally Weird. Yeah, I love that title. Do you want to Why share? Not? Do you have anything you did that was normally and, and weird this uh, week? I'm doing something now where I try to choke myself out before I have dinner. It <laughs> makes me eat less so I can drop the COVID weight. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. So that's that's normally normally weird. Normally I eat, and it's weird that I try to choke myself out. So I don't know. It's a whole thing. I have issues. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So uh, <coughs> we wanted to um, do another segment, which uh, another one that I have to pull up stuff. We have another screen. segment. Another segment. Another new segment. I can't wait. Let's see pre- what it is. This is uh, Joe's new bits. Joe's new premises. I'm going to run stand-up material by the great Mike Kunda and and you guys out there. Uh, let's see if Joe. There is no way. This can be worse than what we just had. Oh, I think it can be. <laughs> no, I promise you. It will be better. It will well, be. Well, uh, I, I disagree with you. All right. We're going to zoom this into the screen. 
and then we're going to zoom that in. I get a, I get a countdown because I'm bad with time. I have ADD. I go over. So we got a countdown there. I'm not allowed to go over that. I don't think it's fair because it, it started and I didn't start yet. All right. You ready? And here it goes. Whoop. There we go. <laughs> okay. All right, so uh, I have to I have to be like I talk out all my bits. I can't like do like all right. Here's the bit. Like I've just never been that kind of comedian, Mike. Um, but uh, and you can help me with this. I was thinking about how all those people stormed the Capitol and mm -hmm. how passionate they were and how much anger they had, and I could not relate to get like that. And I started thinking like if I had a bunch of friends and like our plan was to storm the Capitol, like I would, I'm so like weather oriented. I'd be like, Whoa, 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 guys, did you say tomorrow DC supposed to be, I went on the weather app. <laughs> it says 31 degrees and windy. Fuck that shit. How about we do Friday? Can we do Friday? <laughs> it's going to be 47 and no wind. <laughs> uh, that's all I have for that premise. Is there something there? Something there about like how passionate would, these people get and how angry and I just I, I don't even go to parades. To, the guy like, with I, the Viking. I went to the Eagles victory parade and when yeah. they won the Super Bowl and I so regret going. It was so cold. Did you go to it? Uh, oh, the Eagles parade when the no, Eagles no, won I, the Super Bowl. No. no, 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 no. I am mentally irregular, but not that bad. So you would stupid. have to be out of your mind to go. I to took that. my son and he was like he almost died. It was so cold. It's cool. No, I think to your premise of the joke, which is hysterical, and I think it does describe a lot of the people there. Uh, I think the only thing maybe you could add to that is like, is there a White Castle after you check the app? Because people <laughs> like they want to get something to eat. The people that were storming it, some of them weren't exactly quite. I don't know. With, they didn't seem all together. Oh, like with I'd have to connect that with my friends. I'd be like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! What time are we going? Can we let's yeah. do lunch first? Exactly. Like exactly. Kind of there you go. Yeah. Like, I, there's just because. Is there a I'm Burger trying King to connect? Bakery? Maybe because I'm older and like when it, I don't. I hate standing outside when it's cold, and I know for a fact it was really cold that day. You yeah. Know? And to yeah. like be cold and go to jail, like fuck that. Okay. Yeah. It's, it it wouldn't line up very well for you. So I think I think there's a good bit there that you can definitely hammer into. Uh, definitely. Uh, I'll right. try to think of something. That, I'll tell you the next one. Yeah. That's probably my best one, my best premise out of these that I'm going to run by you. Uh, I was thinking about Donald Trump and how he was a really sore loser, and that's where all the, uh, the problems came, and that's why people stormed the Capitol, and that if he would have just handled it, like Johnny did at the end of Karate Kid when he caught the caught the crane kick in the face and he was like, You're all right. You are good What does he say to him? Good You're all right. You're all right, LaRusso. You're all right, right. LaRusso. Like, why yeah. did you handle it that way? Is there anything there with that? Or is that that's like a dumb <laughs> premise? It's probably hacky. No, I don't know. Is it hacky? I don't know. You could probably go. I I feel I, I feel like that's such a powder keg of a joke. I, I You'd have to have some Rocky thing for that. Whew, man, what could When was put? Rocky a sore loser ever? No, that's the thing. Uh, Rocky's he, he was always he, a good guy. Probably because in the back of his mind, he knew that in this movie, he gets to 
if he ever lost, he gets to fight him again. There's never <laughs> I lose and there's no second fight. Even the Creed movies, there's a second chance. Right, right. There's always there's always a, a shot at redemption. Um, I'm not I'm not sure that's going to happen to the previous administration. <laughs> I don't know that's gonna. Yeah. I don't. Th- they may be, be gone. Could be. Yeah, they may be gone if he doesn't get. Jeez. All right. So the third joke is uh, this and isn't topical at all it's just about my my dog um and how food i don't you're you had a dog that looked just like butkus so you could probably remember was your was your dog so food oriented it was ridiculous like our dog just he's at the point now where he just knows he's gonna get some of your scraps right like i i always give him a little bit i feel bad and he's just so behaved about it but like he's so food driven that i tell my wife i go I feel like he, you could teach our dog to speak like with food. Like that's how food. Okay. Like, you, you could literally, if you held a piece of like leftover uh, flank steak, he'd be like, like it would come out. Like he's that close to talking. Right, right, right. Is there? All right. Cool. That felt like it had nothing. No, but I got nine seconds here. I got all right. What were you got a knock knock joke? No, no, no. I'm going to give myself an extra 30 seconds. Would it, you always get a 30-second buffer. Sure. All right, so here's the last one. Here's the last one. This one is one that I posted on social media. I don't okay. think it did. I don't think it did that well, Mike. You tell me. Okay. This is something I posted on social media. Canadian fashion mogul Peter Nygaard is being indicted for sex trafficking charges. Aren't there certain people where we don't even need to have a trial just by the way they look? I'm going to go with guilty. (laughs) There it was. Joe's new bits. Joe's new bits. So last one is the best for last. Which one you think was the best out of all four of those? That's it, brother. That last one killed. That was but how it. do you do that one on stage? You you can't show the pictures. You just you just talk about people and the way they look. And can't we just find them guilty? Like you show up wearing an like. I mean, you look at that picture of uh, Specter, right? That was Phil Specter, right, with the perm, right? <laughs> like, and Michael Jackson would literally no nose. I mean, I'm sure there's people still out there that still think Michael Jackson didn't sexually molest kids and i i think they're incorrect i think our goal of trying to get this under an hour has been blown out of the water really? um I, yeah <laughs> these sound effects gotta go too they're terrible wait wait no they're, they're worse, they're worse <laughs> we're right now we're clocking in at about a minute and 18 sec, uh an hour and 18 minutes yeah but that has um, extra time mixed into it so i don't know where we are but we gotta true. definitely get to our last segment and we're gonna and joe what is our last segment called ton of editing it, it, it is we're gonna do a lot of editing but our last section we joe and i argued on on what this should be and uh i guess what we finally came well, down to is that Go ahead. Tell them what it is. Tell them what our last. All right. So this this motivational takeaway, we're going to refer to this as it's time for the gabagool. Now, no, we're not going to call it gabagool. (laughs) No, seriously, uh, that music means it's it just goes slightly on a more serious tone. I don't know what you all use for motivation. I know for me, it's always been 
the Rocky philosophy. There really has been. I know I like to always talk about something. What's in your toolbox? In other words, what do you have? What have you practiced? What have you built in your in your own psyche when you're trying to make your passions and that creative side come to life? In other words, you may want to be a power forward for the Boston Celtics. But you're five foot seven, you're not six foot ten. So that's probably not gonna work. But what can you do? Maybe you can design the greatest basketball sneaker. Maybe you can be the best trainer or the team doctor or build the best arena for the team. Find a way to have a part of your passion, of your dream. And that's something I, I think I think is so interesting that people discount. They just, if they can't do their dream, if they can't go to the moon, they don't want to work at NASA. You know what I mean? Be a technician. So I say, find, go for your dreams, but you should be somewhat realistic about it, if that makes sense. And that's how I got to be where I'm at. What do you think, Joe? What, how do you look at it? Well, we said, uh, we said when we talked about this, about how staying in your lane is really important. And, yeah. and knowing your lane. And I even think in this podcast episode, um, when we thought we were bombing and when we didn't think it was going like how we had planned it going, I think yeah. I can actually figure out the reason, which is it, it, it connects to staying in your lane. Like I know yeah. for a fact that I'm a comedian, that if I'm overly scripted, um, I'm not as good. But at the same time, I have to have um, bullet points to know where I'm going. Like when I do my set as a comedian, I know my 45 minutes or one hour or hour and 10 minutes of stand up. And then I always know there's room for the real me to come through. And the real me always, in every joke, I slightly tell slightly different each time. I, you know, I know how to make it work, but add how I'm really feeling in the moment to it. Okay. So I shouldn't have known in advance that if I have a script in front of me and I have pictures that I have to go to and pull, I know this because I didn't listen to myself. I've done podcasts where I have to work all the controls and it takes me out of um, me being me, which is my strong suit. So I should have known in advance that I got to go to add those in in post. That's right. what I'm saying, folks. So you really need to to know what your things are that you're really good at. So it's like Mike's like, oh, I'm, I'm good at being Rocky. But you tried to give yourself, you don't do stand-up. You're not a stand-up comedian. Why right. would you be good at doing stand-up as Rocky? Like, <laughs> of course right. you're going to feel stupid doing it. You don't yes. do it. Right. Like you doing Rocky being motivational is way easier than like if we put you in the fucking Rocky hat right now and just said, give us some fucking life advice. Like, just go do it. I bet you can do it. Now, how he, how would he inspire a listener? So I'm going to say something as the character that the character did say, but it's basically the way I've lived my life. And Joe, I know you probably agree with this. Uh, and I'm sure a lot of readers do too. You know, it ain't about how hard you can hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Now, 
Joe, I like to say to a lot of people, if you all know what you're worth, then go out and get what you're worth. But you guys got to be willing to take the hits. Like Rocky always says, it's okay to fail. Don't look at failing as a bad thing. That's when we learn the most, you know. When you're falling, you're falling forward. You get back up and you keep moving forward. That's been helpful to me. So you can go a lot of different ways. You can oh, literally that, see that that was better. That was better. I felt that. I felt that because you added uh, a little bit to it, and you didn't just do the whole Rocky spiel. You did it, but then I felt it because it it fit this situation, which is being willing, being willing to fail. And episode two, you know, uh, yeah, we had we we were being we were will, being willing to fail. We tried these new segments, and then failing made us yeah. realize what to do for episode three sure. um so you know th th that's that's what it's all about man that is really what it's all about really think about it yeah and sometimes yeah. i tell people if you don't know your lane your friends will your family will they know like my wife knows yeah i'm outside my lane and she goes what the fuck are you doing why are you being right, so serious right. when you're serious it's, yeah you know, if you want to act serious in an acting role where you're playing somebody else, it's fine. But you're like this funny guy. Like, be that guy. Be him. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's so. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, we, we also wanted to talk here uh, at the end of this podcast as I uh, shot off this bad inspirational music. And uh, we had some voicemails of people that defined their pretender to contender. We want yes, to play those, we right? Did. We do. Uh, let's see who we want to start with first. We got uh, Jess from Queens, John Rivoli, the uh, amazing artist. and uh, Rivoli. John Rivoli. John Rivoli. I think, is that our only two calls? Uh, you tell me, because that's the only I two I see in here. Was there a third one that I'm missing? We did have a third one, and the third one got screwed up with our our oh, news intro. Oh, I can fix it. I can fix it. We got to bring that one back, Rosario, right? Yeah, yeah. Do we want to play Rosario friend. first. Let's hear what uh, Rosario had to say. Yeah, yeah. Since you uh, you set it up already, here we go. This is uh, Rosario leaving a voicemail. What's up, guys? Rosario for the Quipitian Coalition. Love the name of the show. Let's pause it. What did he say? The what? The Quit Bitching Coalition (QBC). He's got a he's a, a got a clothing line, um, an apparel line. Really, it's um, I'll fill you in in a little bit. Okay. What's up, guys? Rosario for the Quit Bitching Coalition. Quit bitching. Love the name of the show. To me, what it means is when from pretender to contender. Um, when you're a pretender, you're working hard. You have a dream. It's something you want to do. You don't know if it's ever going to happen, but you keep on working hard. Then you become the contender, and eventually the champion in life or whatever goal you have. So it's a transition from that dream to the ultimate goal. Love it. Can't wait to listen. Thanks. Bye. Thanks, Rosario. I like that guy. Seems like he's a, good a guy. really good guy. Imagine a mountain with legs. Uh, that's. That's Rosario. He's oh, maybe he's a huge a guy. Of this guy. We got a picture of him. Imagine that. We got a picture of him. I had one. <laughs> Where the fuck it went? I have no idea. That's the problem with this. 
not organized. I'm not an organized guy. I should know my lane. Where the fuck is it? Oh, because I, Post- I I gave him the wrong. That's what happened. I gave him the wrong name. So there, there he is. There he is. There he is. Ross is he's he's really tall too. He's like he's like seven foot, like nine. He's just a massive <laughs> man. He has he's got a great baseball story. He probably could have gone pro, and uh, he's got this. Uh, that's his logo that he's wearing right there. Um, the Quick Bitching Coalition, and what it is, it's a skull with a bony finger going to the mouth to shh, stop bitching. Get up and go do it. Oh, that's a good yeah. idea. Yeah, okay. So yeah. he definitely fits our theme. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, he's going to be one of our guests coming up. Uh, you know, he's got a great story. Uh, he's uh, entertaining as hell. He's funny. And so, um, you know, we'll give you some updates uh, when that's going to happen. Okay. Now here's our next one. Yo, this is John Rivoli from Icons and Art. Congratulations, guys, on the new podcast. I'm sure you guys are going to kill it. It's going to be a huge success, and I'm really looking forward to listening in. Um, I've been thinking about this title of yours, From Pretender to Contender, kind of what it meant to me. And it immediately brought me to one of my paintings, The Rocky Steps. Um, and this is, a, this is a, a painting where I had some decisions to make about Rocky and where I was putting him on the steps. And I intentionally put him at the bottom. And, you know, this is what that title means to me, is that it's the journey. It's when you decide you are going to take it on. You're going to raise your fist and you're going to do everything you can to achieve a goal. And you're going to fight and you're going to fight and you're never, ever going to give up or quit. And that's how you get to being from a pretender at the bottom of the steps, to a contender, where you're up on the top of those steps, arms in the air, looking out over the city of Philadelphia, knowing you're there. And that's what it means right. to me, guys. Good luck. Love it. Love it. See, the more you play these voicemails, the more you start to realize you're lane when you're podcasting. And and, and what he said is, is so great about uh, never, never giving up. If you really... You know the difference when you're doing something and right. you might give up. Then yeah. like, you know, like like when you you even said like I'm going to try this podcast for 8 months. <laughs> like Yeah. That's yeah, setting gonna... you that's <laughs> setting you up for like I might stop doing this. If you sit there and go, I'm figuring this the fuck out. Like I don't care what it takes, I'm figuring it out. Like I can tell in my mind cuz I think I have that yeah, yeah. entrepreneurial thing. Right. That you know, okay. The the pretender contender and that theme when that comes through that's when we're winning doing the podcast we try try to do the news what the fuck are we doing the news for that's not what this podcast is about at all agreed right but we're willing to put it out there to figure it out so like that's important yeah you know yeah to know how to reel yourself in. That was good. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. These calls are helping me too. So, and I hope, I hope they're helping you see, see it, Mike. You know that that's the thing. Um, I felt eight months on the podcast was uh, a fair time because I want to make sure we're not wasting everybody's time and that people are like, right. oh my god, I'd rather like suck a barrel of a gun before I would listen to their podcast again, which I don't think is the case. I I think. 
going forward, everyone gets a little bit better. So I, I, th I think we're going to have fun doing this and, and I think people are going to enjoy it. I mean, if we're learning, if we're learning, they're learning how to be, yeah, how to become yeah. contenders. That's the way I look at it, you know? Uh, yeah. And you don't, you don't listen to every word people say out there. Cause they're going to, even when you think you do the best, there's people that take that down, you know, and you can, that's just the way it works. It's just, you know, people right. just love to uh, do that. But I, I think we're on to something here. I definitely feel that. I do. Um, and I, th I think the guests, too, coming up are going to be really inspiring as well, too, because they're just like us. They're not super celebrities in the stratosphere that that are you know unreachable or they're you, know, you could talk to them. They're just, they're us that that they're our right in our caliber. They just had a, a passion or they had a a goal and they went and they got it. They just didn't sit and let it. Oh, it's too hard. It's too difficult. Like just said, if it, if it was easy, everybody would do it. And my, we'll get uh, Rosario coming on and we'll get my friend John coming on talking about his art, what he does, what his life is like, his inspirations. And I think that's really going to be quite interesting. Um, I think a lot of people will begin to see, oh, okay, pretender to contender. Now I see the evolution of this show, where it's going. And, and um, I think that's going to be a key part for us. Right. And I think uh, as I play the ending music... I also think when they leave their voicemails, these people giving their definitions is sometimes where we're going to find people that are going to be great guests for the show. And and I, I do like what you said. If a famous person's telling you how to get there, it's not as as it doesn't feel as achievable as if you're like, oh, this is just some guy that left them. Like everyone right. knows in their life when they meet someone and they start telling you like their story uh, of how they did this and they did that. And you're like, wow, like this is an amazing story yeah. that you're telling me. Like those are the people we're looking for. So if you're somebody out there, please, please call. All the information is on the screen here. Like I don't need to read it all. Right. Uh, and our link trees hit just hit the link trees. They're yes. right there. Lower right hand corner. Mike Kunda, Joe Matteris. There's right there. All the information on what we're doing, where we can be found, where we can be heard. It's all right there. Yeah. Just just click on that. And we'd love to have you as subscribers on the Patreon. Uh, go there and see all the cool stuff. Mike's offering uh, virtual uh, tours. Uh, the Rocky Yo Yo Philly Rocky film tour, uh, <laughs> virtual versions of it, and uh, also live versions of it, and all kind of different stuff that I'm offering, and uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, the only thing I really want to plug for me, and I'll let you plug something, Mike, uh, is I have a gig coming up on Valentine's Day. If you nice. want to come, if you want to come to New Brunswick, I'm doing two shows at the Stress Factory Comedy Club. They have this huge tent that the guy built onto the comedy club that's fully closed in with heaters it's socially distanced they can only do 150 people per show so i'm doing two shows six and eight o'clock february 14th go to joematterese.com or go to the link tree you can buy tickets to that and there's going to be a stream that's going to be available where you uh, can watch it from anywhere if you can't get to new brunswick new jersey nice. you want to go out to dinner and then you want to come home you'll have the stream and i'm like a little uh, closure to your date night on valentine's day i think they're only charging ten dollars for the stream but then it'll be twenty dollars if you wait 
the week of Valentine's Day. Like if you wait to February 7th, the ticket price is going to go back up to 20. So you're going to have to get it now. That'll be available on the link tree also. All right. I think I said, nice. what do you got, Mike? Give a plug. Uh, actually, I got a request. My request is to be for everybody to be 5% kinder, 5% more positive. If you can do that, that's a great way to have a, a, a week start off. So as I always like to say, what I stole from Sly, keep <laughs> punching. Uh, it's something that I love. <laughs> I know. Which hands <laughs> keep punch. Keep punching. All right. Take it easy, guys. Have a great week. We're going to be Bye, here guys. next week. Boy, will there not be any planned shit. No, there'll be some plan. Some plan. Bullet point. Bullet point. <laughs> Later. Later.